let's descend the podcast into a bit of chaos. More chaos. More chaos. That electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. Two great teams going at it. Compared to the other three beside him, he just looks like the new cafe or something. We are making a documentary about how shit our club is. <laughs> VR is bullshit. Who is the biggest cheater in football tonight? Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Good evening, and welcome back to the Football Babble. This is the second time we tried to record because uh, my laptop completely malfunctioned there five minutes ago and wrecked the whole thing, and Johnny went off the tangent about Super Noodles. But we're back, we're focused. There's four of us tonight, 16th of August. Um, myself, Phil, Steve, the very bold one, the very handsome one there, um, Jonathan, Cousin Mud. Oh, boys, he's going to go off on a rant very soon. Listeners, it's going to be very special. And then obviously the boss man, Breton. No Patrick tonight. The brain is off, retraining his brain. He's very busy in work, so I don't know. He's off, like, completing quantum physics. So I don't know what he does in his spare time. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get into it tonight. The Premier League was back. It was a brilliant weekend for almost all of us. Not so much maybe one of us, but he's going to bounce back with a brilliant show tonight. But it was a really good weekend for the neutral and, and a lot of the fixtures. And we'll get into that later on in the show. First of all, though, Jonathan, we are going to talk about the Arsenal. We're going to get Friday night's fixtures out of the way. We're going to let you blow off all of your steam. But I believe the first part of your rant is going to be aimed at Sky Sports. Take it away, sir. At Sky Sports. Well, I'm, I'm actually more disappointed we lost the noodle shot. I'm quite disappointed with that. Brenton, or is it caught noodle? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, taking away... Anything about that game on Friday, I just want to say Sky Sports are a bundle of wealth. Um, their coverage on Friday was an absolute disgrace in my opinion, but take nothing away from the result. Brentford deserved to win. Um, what do you mean about Well, like Jimmy Carragher and Martin Taylor were basically pulling themselves off Brentford winning the game. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> Jesus you're, you're, you're meant to be, you're meant to be, you know, not Bass towards teams like you know you're meant to be impartial like and he's sitting like basically cheering Brentford scoring and I'm just like go piss off you little I could say worse but I'm not going to but anyway um I can't even see I'm sure you've seen that clip earlier on um about your guy I don't even know how to pronounce his name I don't even want to try and pronounce it but he tried to compare City's team to Arsenal's like all of City's subs would walk on to our team well of course they would like Jesus Christ they spent a billion on their squad. Obviously they would. But there's, he said, uh, is it Chichenko? Is that how you, I don't know how to say his name. Like he wouldn't, get ahead, he wouldn't get ahead of Kieran Tierney. Why is he up like, talking shit? I mean, like what? A, this guy just are, ooh, they're just all trying to have their week go with Arsenal because it's, it's, it's easy and everyone can make their jokes and blah, blah. Like piss off. Like friggin' most of City's team will get into half the Premier League teams. Maybe most of them, like, do you know what I mean? It's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Absolute clown. No, I don't even want to we'll, we'll forget about Sky. Because you know what? I'm going to get too annoyed and get more people about it. Brentford deserved to win on Friday. I have no complaints. Arsenal were complete shade. Giving the armband to a guy who was leaving us two weeks ago. I mean, what's that like? Get him a new deal. He's getting a new deal. He's, he's signed it. Confirmed and all. He signed it. Come on. Like, my God. Why was Kieran Tooney not captain? 
I mean, he, he's bringing on Reese Nelson, who hasn't played or started, started the Premier League game for Arsenal since July last year, to try and help us get back into the game. The goal we conceded was give, give me nightmares of Stoke like 10 years ago. How the hell do you concede a goal with a long throwing? I mean, it shouldn't happen at that level of football. It's, a, it's just it's just a joke. Bernd Leno, there was a lot of crap about Bernd Leno's being fouled in the build-up, but let's be honest, he just he just didn't want to win that ball. If he had even fouled the ground and been like, oh, referee, he might have got a free kick, but he didn't. It's just pathetic. They, they were spineless, but I think it's fair enough for myself or other Arsenal fans or even ex-players of Arsenal to call them spineless, but when you get people like Jamie Carragher and so on having a go, I mean, he's still ripping that Thierry Henry deck out of him every time you fight him, so I I'm, I'm, don't take Jamie Carragher's opinion on board, quite honest. But like I said last week, Phil, I predicted we wouldn't win. The fear and anxiety was within half an hour for the rest of the season. And Tommy Toots has a, apparently said that Lukaku will be available against Arsenal this weekend, so I've oh, no. got to look forward to you know, I don't know if you watched the game or maybe you've seen highlights yeah, or what you thought. I did. I, did. I think now, I'm not, this isn't a goal, but Liverpool, we talked about this on the, on the podcast that unfortunately has gone into the ether and now we don't have, but we'll make up for it Thursday night, Jonathan. But we talked about this. This was Liverpool, talking about Arsenal, this was Liverpool, what, eight or nine, ten, ten years ago, say, coming to the end of Rafa's reign, the Hodgson era, first part of Rodgers, were. You just knew when they were going to lose games. You just knew. And you knew as soon as the fixture list pulled out, Brentford at home, Friday night, first game of the season against Arsenal. Their first time in the Premier League. Their first time back in 60, 70 years in the top five football. You knew what was coming. You just knew what was coming. Like It was so obvious what was going to happen to Arsenal. Uh, they were going to get beat on Friday night. And that's obviously sad for you. To hear that and know that it's not where Arsenal should be, but it was so obvious. And then, like, it's the manner of the goals as well. Maybe VAR should have got involved for the second goal, possibly a foul on Leno, but a long throw in causing trouble to Arsenal defence. Like, hello, 2008. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. It was all it's... night, too. They were, they were trying that all night, the long throw, yeah. all night. And I'm like, come on, can you really not get a grip to this? Like, you know, and Leno was poor, he was very poor. And Pablo Mari was, I think I've seen enough of him now to know he's not up to it in the Premier League. Need Gabriel back. Um, we don't know when he will be back. I don't know when he'll be back. Possibly need a right back in so you can maybe move Chambers back in and help Ben White. I agree with you on Pablo Mari. It just hasn't seen the click at Arsenal for him, hasn't seen the work. But God, it was so. And I actually. I don't know about you, and I don't know if Brenton or Steve, you got to see the game as well. I felt really sorry for Smith Rowe at times. Because he was brilliant. He was so good. He looked, he was exciting every time he got the ball. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, you, you he can't didn't... go into a season relying on a 21-year-old in Smithrow and a 19-year-old Mikhail Saka to save your season. Like, it just it doesn't happen at top clubs. It doesn't. Even as good as they are, yeah. it shouldn't, it shouldn't be fair to put the pressure all on them, boys. Yeah, it, it, like, it, it can happen. And, you, like, look at Barcelona now relying on, you know, Pedri and whatever age he is. Like, it, it does happen and, and it shouldn't. You're right. I think you need to build squads better than Arsenal have done it. I just, I, I just want to quickly go back to the, the coverage because 
I'm really interested in, I feel like all how all media now covers Arsenal is so influenced by trying to pander to Arsenal fan TV. Um, yeah. That that even Sky and BT's coverage around Arsenal is it's they're the banter club because they want to kind of they want to riff off what Arsenal fan TV are doing or they want to kind of start this like pathetic media rivalry or whatever like you know this beef or whatever between them. Do you see that coming into the coverage, John? Or like do you think uh, that's certainly my kind of neutral point of view? And I I just feel that they Sky especially don't cover Arsenal seriously. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like, sure, they get Arsenal fan TV on and interviews and stuff. So, like, yeah, it's it's very annoying because like there's Arsenal fans out there that are proper Arsenal fans and have went and watched them for forty years, coming away and you know religiously love this club and they're getting dickheads like that on who just rant and rave. Like, there was a clip came out of that boy troops over the weekend, like just shouting in a bar, like you know. Wise up. Like, we're all pissed off, we're all annoyed, but you're all doing that for a camera, for views, to get on like you care. I mean, wise up. You used to support Liverpool, you absolute dickhead, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's all about making money for them, boys. I don't know what, we're not necessarily want to talk about them, like, and they've been caught out openly on camera, but not when Arsenal lost the game, oh, they're going to make some extra money tonight off you. So, yeah, I do agree, they, they do play to them, and obviously the, Talk sport in particular, you know, I've had taken a dig at them and all this here type of stuff. But yes, it is. And Arsenal, let's be honest, like we are the banter club at the minute. There's no doubt about it. And we're a very easy target. Um, I mean, this would never have happened in the days of Red Carter, Tony Adams, you know, Martin Keown, David Seaman. Like, them boys yeah, were. Yeah, like different gravy altogether. Like, you know, they wouldn't have taken that shit. Like, David Seaman would have. I can't remember who the guy was that was standing in front of him. I was like, he would have just fucked him out of the way. Tony Adams would have stuck his head on anything. Like, ah, they're just, they're spineless. Like, there's, they are spineless. There's nobody right throughout that club from board level right down. You could maybe, you probably would say Tierney, Johnny, um, and that's why you would give him the captain's armband, but there's nobody really standing up and going, we're not fucking accepting this. Um, this label of being the banter club, and we're actually gonna gonna show you by like the business we do, or by not giving Jaka a new deal and, and bumping his wages up after he's been shite for the last two years. Um, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And in the meantime, Adu Watt is still on hold. This and in the most important time, you know, of the club's year, possibly the last two or three years. So like, there's there's no uh, there's no bollocks really, to, to for want of a better word. And, no, it's, uh, it's true. Not, like, it's not uh, having a go. It's it's just no. It is true. No, it is true. Like I I know like everything that that we talk about on this podcast about Arsenal is is right. You know, there's no doubt about it. And like I I've heard there's going to be a protest for the shells again. They're trying to get the Crockies out. They're not going to leave. But they they are that they're. they're like I've said, they're spineless. There's no top manager. Like I've read today, apparently Ancelotti and I think it was somebody else had turned down the opportunity to come to Arsenal because of the Cronkies because you wouldn't get the backing. Like Josh Cronky told Arsenal fans to be excited. What be excited about giving Grant Shaka a new contract? Like flipping heck. And we haven't even touched on Lacazette and Aubameyang who have just apparently both became ill on the eve of our first game of the season. 
you know, the captain of this football club, an absolute disgrace and a joke of a human being, to be quite honest. He's just got his new bumper deal and he's done exactly what, what Ozil done and sitting back and not really giving a shit and playing Fortnite all bloody hours of the night, you know. He needs to go. I don't care what way they get rid of him. Just get rid of him. I don't care anymore. He has to go. The same as Lacazette. They're pissing about, dancing around in front of the camera, getting on like foes. And, like, I mean, I, I'll go back again to the next Tony Adams. They would have gripped them boys and trained them. Like, fucking wise up. Like, Roy, imagine them boys playing against, like, Roy Keane now. Roy Keane would snap a Bamiang in two. Like, it's just, they're pathetic. He's a pathetic leader. Like you said, from top to bottom, that's your club captain. The Cronkies are never seen. What's, what's Edu doing? What does Edu do? Do you know what I mean? Who's he saying? We've signed, we've sold one player this summer, Joe Willock, and we haven't sold anybody else. Like, Dead Wood's still in this club. Friggin' Gwen Doody's way on loan. Bloody Klasenach is still here. We still have all friggin' like Bellerin. Why is Bellerin not been sold yet? The guy's clearly said he wants to go and he's still at the club. Like, I mean, we could literally do two hours on what the hell's going on, Morrison. But we weren't good enough on Friday. Brentford fully deserved it in their new stadium. Fans back. They were brilliant. They just knew how to handle Arsenal because let Arsenal have the ball, hit them on the counter. And, you know, that's what they done. They, they had a game plan and it worked. Arsenal had no game plan. And Chelsea will have a laugh on Sunday. They will. Like, seriously. Um, Johnny, have you... Go on ahead, sir. No, no, go, go ahead. Go on ahead. I was just going to say... I've seen a few things on Twitter that Aubameyang and Lacazette have already been ruled out of that game. Is that just... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, apparently they're they're not available through illness. Now, when it when it's been COVID before, when players have been absent through COVID, it has been said on the club website they're they're absent through COVID. But it hasn't yeah. been this time. Arteta has said that's all I can say about it after the match on Friday. So yeah, I mean, like I don't know. It's it's a strange situation, but I mean there's talk of them potentially going um a Bamiang and a swap deal to Barcelona. I don't know, but I mean, like, if you look, we played Chelsea this weekend. Chelsea had a very good result there um, on Saturday and Liverpool. And I think this would be a good time just to move on before, God, Arsenal just depressed me even further than what they already do. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, with that, we will swiftly move on. And we will, we'll touch on Chelsea and Liverpool sort of together here, Brett, and, um, if that's okay. Both had. 3-0 wins. Uh, Chelsea off at home with Crystal Palace. Liverpool away in Norwich. Against teams that they have very good records against, both sides. But just on Chelsea, I suppose the storyline really for Chelsea is Trevor Shalaba. Yeah. Um, somebody who could easily not have been at the club, never mind in the in the squad or the starting lineup at the weekend. Um, Liam Toomey, who was, who was on previously, was was telling me that um the plans were in place for him to go out on loan. There was there was a couple of high profile clubs, I think Valencia were maybe in form. Um the there was just confusion about um where Tuchel and where Chalba himself wanted to play. Um I think a couple of clubs saw him as like Houghton midfielder um and he sees himself as a ball playing centre half and um you know, Tuchel definitely sees him as that as well. And that's where he played him in the Super Cup. He was man of the match for me. Um, 
you could see the confidence growing throughout the game, and and he brought that confidence in into the into the first Premier League game, which some people would have been surprised the same start. Some people didn't even know who he was, um, but again, he was he was outstanding. Like Crystal Palace, I don't think offered a whole pile. It was it was a good game for him to to settle into a good debut in the Premier League at home in front of the fans coming back great atmosphere um but he was he was phenomenal and he obviously got his goal like a, a it was a great strike and you saw the emotion that overcame he's been at the club since he was eight uh, he's worked his way up through the through the system and he's been one of the ones who's who's got right through into the first team and um I, I don't know what the plans are but I I can't see him going anywhere now after those two performances. Um, the, the first two games he's played, he, he arguably has been the man of the match in both of them. So it'll be interesting now to see from from here to the to the end of August what happens and and if he'll start some of the bigger games. Yeah, I think Zuma was he was fit, um, but he was on the bench on Saturday. You know, it was just a selection that he he chose Chalaba over him um, but he'll have plenty of competition um, in the coming weeks yeah, I think it'll, you'll really tell if he's in Tuchel's plans and what about Kante is he was, was there an injury there or what's yeah he's, he's tweaked his ankle I think he tweaked it in uh, the day before the Super Cup um, he actually he left training that day and came back in um, obviously played he played 60 or 70 minutes in the Super Cup, but he was feeling it. Um, and then he was he was obviously ruled out of the Crystal Palace game. Tuchel has said he'd be back for Arsenal. Sorry, Johnny, to tell you that. Um, but he, I don't think it's anything major. No, I don't. I think it'd be it as anyway without him, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, uh, as Johnny pointed out, Mr Lukaku, who's done his media stuff with Chelsea there and has signed his deal... He's going to be available for the weekend. Yeah, and and I was I was watching his interview. He did like a ten minute interview with Chelsea TV, and he seems he seems scary. He seems scary confident. Um, he, he's obviously a completely different player to when he left Chelsea, but the, the way he's talking, um, he seems focused and he seems ready to score goals, and you know keeps talking about winning trophies. And it's interesting. He's, he talked about being a leader in this team because he's slightly older than you know a lot of the lads, um, and he said you know he's he's confident in doing that. He's he's done it for the last couple of years and in, in his club career in Belgium, and um, he he knows a lot of the lads like the younger lads would have been at the academy when he was there, um, and you know he said himself he speaks several languages. So he he's confident he'll be able to bet in quite quickly and, and hit the ground running sort of thing. So it he's making all the right noises and he sounds like he's absolutely raring to go. Said he's got unfinished business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, fingers crossed for for Chelsea fans that um, it comes to fruition because um, he looks like he's raring to go. I mean, I'm looking forward to go to against Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to will be his second game uh, Liverpool beat Chelsea at the end of August because Van Dijk against Lukaku is something I'm 
very, very mm-hmm. looking forward to. I think that'll be quite tasty. And on Van Dyke, to segue over to to my my beautiful Reds, Paddy isn't here tonight as well. I'll carry the mantle. It's funny, lads, how Paddy isn't on when most has two assists and a goal, isn't it? Uh, I think that. that is that is very interesting how how he doesn't come on the show. Uh, one to keep an eye on, folks. But as I mentioned, yeah, Mo Salah, two assists, um, and, then, and then a goal at the end to wrap it up. And then he tried his best, God love him, to get his mate Sadio goal. But unfortunately, Man has been space jammed, I think. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But Liverpool on Saturday evening, 3 0 winners against Norwich. I, I actually was a little bit nervous before the game because. The two other promoted sides had already come up and, and got wins, and I was thinking, oh, here we go, it'll be the first time ever that all three have won, and it'll be awesome that'll do it, and everyone will be laughing in their boots, but very composed in but it, it was Van Dijk and Maddox's longest time, they played like nine minutes or something together uh, last season, something stupid like that, so they're together, and they just looked so solid. Um, Costas Timishkas at left back had 80 minutes and then his club said somebody pulled the plug on him God love him for the last 10 minutes and his brain just fell out um, and uh, and as you as I think you would point out Johnny how Keane and Adams would have grabbed players by the scruff of the neck well Milner grabbed him one minute and then two minutes later he did on a stick and Vidal actually slapped him and told him to come on and wake up um, which was interesting, and he did then. God love him, he did pre- uh, perk up and he, a decent end of the game. But just really, Liverpool were able to bring on Fabinho and Firmino, and they looked so solid. But I wanted to touch on one player who I don't know if you all watched the game or what your thoughts on it. But Gina Aldum obviously went in the summer, and he's a PSG now. Um, and Naby Keita came into the team on Saturday and played when Aldum's role. And for anyone that's not on a when Liverpool sometimes is as if he's non existent, but he's actually so important because he breaks up, he was breaking up play, he's keeping things ticking over, he's re- recycling the ball, he's moving on to someone else. And Kate was brilliant at that on Saturday evening. He really, really was. He really impressed me with how well he played it to the point where you weren't missing when Alden doing that. Do, do you know what I mean? You weren't missing the fact that when Alden was breaking things up, Kate was doing, I think he had the most uh, tackles won. The most duels won or something uh, after so many minutes of the game. I think he even completed the game with the most. He was just excellent at it. I was really impressed with him. And it's it's a big season for Naby Keita. He needs to try and hold down a position in that team. He needs to show something um, that he is worthy of starting that team. And, and he's he's made a massive case to start against Burnley this Saturday. But I was impressed. I was glad we got the victory. They looked refreshed, which was nice. I think people have been worried about maybe they haven't freshened things up enough. But they all looked refreshed. Alisson called upon had a brilliant save and then flicked it away to Trent Alexander-Arnold. Trent Alexander-Arnold was excellent as well at full-back. So three of the teams, and we're going to touch on my United now, three of the top four that we thought we were going to be running for it looked really good at the weekend. And one which we're going to touch towards the end here, not so much. Just go on ahead, Breton. I just want to ask you something about Liverpool. Yeah. Um, First of all, I was a wee bit concerned about Simicast. I think... um, he could potentially be got. I don't know how long Robertson's out, but um, maybe with guidance beside him, he'll improve. I thought he he could be got at maybe if um, mm-hmm. if you were playing a slightly better team. Um, but about the midfield issue and Navigator, etc. What do you actually think Klopp thinks is his best midfield is in there? Because obviously Henderson signed a new deal now, um, so he he's going to be in there. Um, you still have the 
Thiago. I don't know if, if you call it a conundrum. Um, Milner's probably not going to play, or not going to start really, is he, at the age he's at? Although I think he covered no. the most ground in the Premier League this season, uh, or uh, this weekend, which was wild, like 12 and a half K. He's um, a machine. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested in that one because it's, it's it's the only sort of part of Liverpool that is maybe going to be a bit of a transition in this year. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't, I'll go with my team. I don't know what club will pick, but I'll go with mine at the minute. Uh, Fabinho obviously starts as the six. I think that's a given. And I would probably, well, we'll look at it on Saturday's game. I'd probably go with Henderson back in, and then I probably would go with Keita. Because of Naby is deceitfully quick, which people don't realise, and especially when he's got the ball at his feet, he can skip away from people, and Liverpool will need that. And and just he was so impressive on on Saturday. I just want to keep giving them another run. And Thiago's Thiago's quality. Thiago have to, but he have to earn his place in the team like everyone. Um, but I I would just me myself. I would go with Kaita again, uh, and Henderson and Fabinho. I think that's what I'd like to see on Saturday. I, I, it is a it is a choice now. Klopp, ha, he, ha, he has well covered now in midfield. Even Harvey Elliott came on on Saturday evening about 10 minutes to go and he was really good, quite great on the ball, which is nice and you'll see a lot more of him. Curtis Jones is there, thereabouts too. So they're well, as you said, Milner covered the most ground now. I'd like to see what pace he covered that ground at, um, but he covered the most ground. <laughs> James Milner will always be a hero at Liverpool. He's been excellent since he's come here, but I think his day starting in midfield or maybe done. And you've Oxley Chamberlain as well. Uh, he played quite well. I would, Boo. I would myself, I would look at turning Oxley Chamberlain into a utility type fullback to cover Alexander Arnold so he's not having to play every game, Alexander Arnold. That's right. where I would say. We, we done that. Oxley we done Chamberlain. that with him and he didn't yeah. want to play either. No, but I think Klopp, Klopp has him. It's alright. Klopp looks after him. He'll be alright. Um, and that's what I would do. And if he does want to be there, doesn't want to play there and he's not happy then off he goes in the transfer window that's how it works can he play uh, that's where he's he good could, he could play in a front three as well he is good eh? he would be a good fullback and he could play in the front three he, the thing with Oxley Chamberlain is he's quite good at them but he's not he's not your star man in any of them but he seems to be in a, I think he was at Arsenal just a brilliant lad to be be around the, the club and the, and the changing room for a while so and he's very loved and adored Liverpool. So I think there is still a role for him. And people seem to forget that it is such a squad game now. Like we're going to touch on Man United in a minute. Man United are in the mix because of, they have four or five players they can call on off the bench now where they look solid. It's such a squad game now. You don't have to rely on these. So, yeah, that would be my midfield anyway, not to go off tangent. That was who I would go with. And I'd actually go with Jota for me on... on and Salah on um, on Saturday lunchtime as well. I think Mane probably put him on the bench because Firmino looked very good when he came on. Obviously, Jota scored and scored Salah. So that's, that's what I would go with. But the other title contenders from Manchester had a well and a topsy turvy weekend. We'll go with the ones in red first. Steve, you just love playing against Belsa at Old Trafford. I mean, <laughs> he keeps setting up like that, and then you know they're going to keep destroying them. Um, and here's the thing, Stephen. Sorry, here's the thing, Steve. Right? You see, if City 
and we'll touch on it in a minute. See if they go to Old Trafford like they did from 15 minutes onwards, they're going to get absolutely ripped to pieces as well. I tend to agree. Um, I don't think you can play one holding midfield player <laughs> against um, uh, an attack, especially with Greenwood playing up front the way he was. And I know he got his goal kind of coming from the left, but there was something, there was something about that game on Saturday. And like I think the three teams we've discussed, the three teams that won that we've discussed so far, I feel like Palace. If you'd have if you'd have asked every, each of the managers to pick a game to start the season. I think all three managers would have picked the teams that, you know, United, Liverpool and Chelsea were playing against this weekend. Because I think their systems kind of suit how traditionally started with, with Norwich and, uh, and Crystal Palace for Chelsea and Liverpool. Uh, I think it always suits. But I don't, I think, think you can only be what's in front of you as well. And I thought, like, I thought Liverpool were really good. I thought Chelsea were really good. But I thought United were brilliant. Um, uh, surprisingly so. I thought the goal, even the goal they conceded, was like, it was a worldie, you know what I mean? Like, there's very little. Maguire turns his back on it a little bit, but um, I was impressed. I was, I, I was impressed for the most part. Um, Tom McCominay had a good game. I think on the preview podcast last week, I mentioned that I wasn't sure he was the the player that they could, you know, base all of this around. Um, but I think the difference for me to like at the weekend was what you just said about what they can bring off the bench now. I mean, bringing on uh, Martial, Sancho, and Matic, pretty pretty decent. Now Matic obviously comes on to kind of slow everything down at the end. But like, if you want to change the game, being able to bring on Martial and Sancho are, is a really really good option for United. Um, and I read a really good article. I think it was in the Athletic, uh, Karlanka, So it must have been yeah. About how you know you know you'd want to model this team on the two thousand seven yeah. two thousand and eight uh, mm-hmm. Rooney Tevez Ronaldo and you can see you can see it because what was brilliant about those was that the positions up front are all fluid and you saw that with with Pogba and Fernandez and and Greenwood um, and even Daniel James to a certain extent probably should have had a goal as well like I mean it could have been six or seven to be honest for United. Um, but I thought Fernandez, like people were slagging him for celebrating the free kick in the Everton game and stuff like that. He looks like the player that kind of caught everyone's eye when he first moved to Premier League again. And I think it's that what you said earlier about being refreshed. Um, it's made a difference. And Pogba was just like landing. Like I mean, Graves soon as kind of had a go and said, "Well, you you paid a hundred million for him. You expect um, you expect four four assists mm-hmm. from well, fucking Jack Grealish might as well have not been on the field uh, for Manchester City for all the good he did in terms of providing assists." Uh, he said nothing about him. What? Yeah, and he said nothing. I, and I, I, you know, it's it's quite interesting the difference between the two players. Um, I mean, well, there's there's one main interest here that clearly keeps popping up that. Someone's going to have to say it, not on this podcast because we can't pay the solicitors, but someone's going to have to bring this up because it's just getting stupid now. Like the, the whole, na- yeah, the narrative around Pogba though, even uh, even among United fans, like, you know, who give Pogba a hard time, will let other players, and I won't mention any of them because I think everyone knows where the direction that would go away with a lot more than, like Pogba's, Pogba's kind of leeway with United fans even is so short compared to a player that like when he turns it on my god like there's there's few better midfielders in world football 
it's just so rare that we see it. Like that's I can count on one hand still, even with Saturday, I can count on one hand the number of times we've seen that Paul Pogba from Manchester United. And that's the frustrating thing. Now, if he tries to play his way into a Real Madrid contract or a Juventus contract or whatever the case may be, whatever he's trying to do, and United get a good title run out of it, I'm not going to complain too much. Um, do you think he is? Think, do, do you, go on. Do, do you think... I think it was... Uh, John Brute, wasn't it? John Brute was the second captain today. And he was saying that he reckons next year Pog was gone regardless. And then he reckons this year he is doing all he can to get that move to Paris Saint-Germain. Would you... Is that something you think is possibly going on? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, Sorry, when I said contract, I didn't mean with Manchester United because I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's gone at the end of the, at the end of the season regardless. Um, but, like... I don't know. Like the the other thing is winning. Winning changes people's decisions, and you know, for 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 everything you can say about Pogba, he has never said he wants to leave the club. It's all been done no. through the agent. Um, yeah. It's not like, and you know, do you know what? He turned up and he provided four assists. He wasn't sitting in the stands like other players this weekend. You know, uh, who want away from their clubs. So I think all of players, like, some of them players weren't in the stands. Oh, and some of them weren't even in the stands. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I, I just think, I think, I think United should be. I think United fans, it's a great marker to set down. Long way to go because, as I said, Leeds playing that way at a full Old Trafford was a recipe for disaster. And for all Bielsa does, as I think he's a fantastic manager, but he has an absolute blind spot against Manchester United <laughs> for whatever oh, reason. Oh. 11 goals in two games, fucking yeah. no eyes. Never mind the time. <laughs> no eyeballs. Yeah, they should have like, been back, he, he made, like, this isn't, like, Solskjaer played it to a T, and I don't like giving him credit, because whatever, but he played it to a T, and he made Solskjaer look like the, the dawn of football. Twice now, like, twice. And you know, they got like, called back. It is stupid. Bielsa uh, is stupid. Uh, uh, well, you just well, can't well, lose. Well, I mean, there is that too. I, I have no sympathy for Leeds, and I want to touch on this too, lads. There was a couple of incidents from fans at the weekend uh, that went on where you just think, we're we're all buzzing to see his back, because you're making our viewing experience better. We can't be there just yet. It's better with it in the ground. And then you're just being dickheads. There was, I believe there was the Munich chance at Old Trafford. There was chance at Sancho saying you let your country down. I was led at Leeds Gathunk. There was the morons in Liverpool support singing Chelsea Rent Boy at uh, Billy Gilmore. Now, the, yeah. that chance has been going on for a while now. And people will say, oh, it's tongue-in-cheek, it's tongue-in-cheek. It may may, may well be, but it's not a good look. It needs to stop. And I was delighted my own club came out and condoned it straight away. And Spirit of Union and different things came out and whatever. And we've had Liverpool fans that were at the game that are from the LGBT community talk about it. And, and even reference, like, you don't like it when people call us the victims. Why would you do it this same? Blah, blah, blah. And I think that's class. Then there was Everton fans singing how they're going to celebrate when Ancelotti dies. You're just like, like, what the fuck? Like, just not to go off tangent here, but it's something I wanted to put in the group. Like, we have waited for months, over a year now, to have stadiums back rocking. It adds so much to the experience. Like, it, like I, so not to go back to the Brentford game, Johnny, but when that game kicked off, I was a bit emotional listening to it. Like, and when I heard Liverpool fans singing Firmino's song, obviously because we used to sing it to Finn <laughs> to get him to settle, 
I was choking up. I was delighted to hear that. And then you hear this shit coming. You're like, why? Like, come on. You're allowed to go back to the ground. And your first, one of your first things is to sing about either, say, Munich, sing about uh, LGBT community, and then sing a song about wanting someone to die. I don't understand that behaviour at all. Like, I don't get it. Fellas that will sniff a line of coke in the toilet who won't get a vaccine. Like, I mean, we're, we're, we're not we're not going to, we're not going to get into all that. Like, but that that's what it is. Like, that's who they are. I seen that video yeah. that you're talking about that the Louisiana fans had. A lot of them did look like young lads. There were a couple of older decades there who probably were the ones who started it all and the wee lads decided to jump in. Like, but there's idiots and football is full of them and that probably will happen again. You know, it's... And like Arsenal fans are no saints either. The same things the Tottenham fans are probably shouldn't. Um, I've heard West Ham sing worse to Tottenham fans before. Like, so, I don't know. It's, it's It seems to be... Something that's just as, I don't know, I, I don't understand why it happened this weekend, like I really don't. I thought people would have been so glad just to get back into, into the grounds and maybe after a while this would all start kicking in again. But I suppose that old rivalry with Leeds United and Man United, just some boys just loving out scrap. And it's not what football should be about, you know, like this isn't Green Street, I, I, you know what I mean? And I never want my United to win. But when I heard that, I was like, I hope they slapped them. And they did. I was delighted. Yeah, well, um, fair, fair play, when you were saying there about Jaden Sancho, fair play to Brentford fans, and Tottenham fans, by the way, who clapped the Kevin yes. Packer coming onto the pitch. That was, that was pretty good. I think, I think, I hope that happens and continues to happen, and I hope the likes of Sancho and Rashford, when they go to grounds now, do get innovation, because, like, this whole nonsense that they let their country down, they got into the fucking finals, you dickheads. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's so much easier. You're beaten by one of the best teams in the world. Italy were the best team in it. Unfortunately for you, that like so. Whatever. I just want I, that was in me. I, I meant to say that earlier. Before I just sprung it, my lads, folks. Sorry <laughs> during the show here, but I meant to say that earlier. I just wanted to get it out. But yeah, three teams in the top four. You said looked excellent. As I said, looked refreshed. And then one of them, and God love them, the smallest one actually, the smallest like in the top probably eight. Um, Manchester City. They went and got bamboozled by Spurs, didn't they? I was actually what, what confused by Spurs there. I really was. You would have made nine eight. <laughs> <Not Spurs>. um, <laughs> <laughs> Just give them some. Um, <laughs> they went well. Spurs went and bamboozled the wee lads from in the blue from City, uh, and Steve like just showed a template for everyone else going forward for the season. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's from a. You know, this this is probably the most worrying time in Manchester City's ten year history. Um <laughs> like there's definitely a template there now to beat them. Um and for I know as as Joe Sagging really shared her on, like and he, I thought he probably one of you know, City's better players. But he doesn't suit their system at all. Like and I said this on the preview podcast at all, like City is all about structure, it's all about doing things Simply, but doing them really, really well and doing them over and over and over again. And that's the way Pep Guardiola has always managed the football team. But when a team finds a way to stop that, it's really easy then to stop it and keep going the other way. Like, I thought Spurs were great value for that win. Um, I think that, and I, I don't even think that's a particularly good Spurs team either. Um, no. And the fact that they were, they were so comfortable and such good value for the win. Um, I, I like it's so early and I know it's the first game of the season. I know City started slowly um last season as well. But 
I'd be worried. Diaz in particular, um, I thought he looked brutal. I thought he looked really, really bad. Um, and I, I don't know. Like, like again, you don't want to make those statements based on one game. Yeah, it was especially bad in the goal, but I thought he was bad throughout the game in general. Like, and he was trying, he was doing this thing where he kept high fiving his teammates, and he was like, "Stop, he <laughs> stop that!" Like, you know, it, it just, it really, it it's really. The whole game. Yeah, it really annoyed me. I don't know why it just got under my skin. Like, um, but yeah, I, I, again, as I said, it's I'm really reluctant to rush to judgment after one game of season. But they're getting relegated. City, City could get relegated. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. But I think I don't. That, I don't. I don't think that's a title winning team. I really don't. Not not if teams if can consistently kind of play the way Spurs played. Um, and I don't think it's that difficult to play the way Spurs played either. And I don't know because. The thing about Pep Guardiola is he's never shown he has a plan B. And every time he's gone to plan B in every big game, they fucked up. So, like, I, I, it's worrying times, I think, for, for City fans in terms of their title aspirations. Do you not think Spurs yeah, played a lot like Mourinho? Mourinho set them up, like, just pure absorb whatever City threw at them and had them on the counter. That, that's just, from what I've seen of the highlights, that, that's what it seemed to be. Just Spurs. It felt a bit more nuanced. Than that, yeah, like it felt better. it felt a bit like they they almost deliberately wanted Jack Grealish on the ball, say for example, because and then Grealish on the, them. yeah, but Grealish on the ball slows everything down because he wants to play, you know, he wants to play in front yeah. of defenders. For City have absolutely made their bread and butter under Pep Guardiola of quick balls over the top. Grealish, if you put the ball into Grealish's feet, nine times out of ten it's going sideways or backwards. Do you know what I mean? He's not the player to turn on the ball and get the quick ball through Sterling or whatever like that. So I think if you are playing against Manchester City, you want, you want Jack Grealish to see a ton of possession because they're going to struggle to be, to break you down if he's on the ball the way he is because he has his moments, but he's not going to skip past two or three players and score a worldie, you know, off, off, off the end from the outside box or anything like that. So I think teams will, push City to to kind of do everything through Grealish in future and I think it's going to cost them It's interesting as well obviously that they had they had a lot of players that were either out or they'll probably come in De Bruyne you'd like to think Rodri would come in for Fernandinho at some point because I mean Fernandinho literally looked like he was wearing lead boots all game it was wild Gundogan as well not great but at the back, Breton, what's your thoughts on Benjamin Mendy? <laughs> um, have I not documented my thoughts enough on Benjamin Mendy? I, I don't know if it's even fair to... <laughs> is it fair for me to go again? Like, um, it, it, He's a park footballer, honestly, at best. Um, <laughs> I, I I saw a better defending in, in my fixture uh, on Saturday in Rutherford Island. Um, he's... <laughs> He's awful. He he his positioning is terrible. He gives the ball away so much. He fouls consistently. Um and after a while Tottenham just decided, oh we'll we'll, we'll just play down that side then constantly. Um and it took that what really annoys me about Pep is he gets on his high horse and it took him far too long to to he probably saw everyone saw that problem early, probably in the first half, and it took him to, I don't know when Zinchenko came on, but possibly if he'd have come on 
you know, 20 minutes, half an hour before he did, they could have salvaged the point in that game because that was, it was the clear weakness in City. And I don't know why he persists with him. Um, I know he had a bad injury, but he never convinced me as a defender. I don't know if he can play as a wing back and, and, and play it right at the back. I don't know, you know, if, if he would even fit into that system at City. But he's not at that level. Um, and if you're going to be playing with him as your left back throughout the season as a starter, you, you're not going to win it. I can guarantee you that. He has to bring Walker in a right back and push Centella to left back. Or he is. They're going to get absolutely goosed uh, by teams. Because so many men was just it. Yeah, but you know, I mean, just obviously, Walker's maybe not fit and uh, all the rest of it coming back for the first couple of games or whatever. But in that scenario where you know Walker's not going to be playing, why not play Zinchenko from the start? Yeah, that's fair. It it was wild. Like, um, um, as soon as I saw Mendy, actually, I thought Spurs had a bit of a chance. And Aki as well. I mean, he he doesn't. Inspire confidence in uh, as a city player, and as he starts on as well. Like I don't really know what Diaz is trying to do for that goal. Um, really not like him for what we saw last year. So yes, they will have players that in. They put will potentially add the English captain in uh, at some point this week, possibly towards the end of the window, which means they'll have a goal scorer certainly. But people that. I wanted to say this on the other show. People, people that have been having City as clear favourites and a bit more than everyone else. I, I, I maybe it's, it's the red tinted glasses here and being bad. I don't see it myself. I, I think out of the four, um, so far and what you've saw and just what what's been coming out of them, they're already gurning about things and yapping and different things getting on. They're there to be got at this year, City, and and um, I'm really looking forward to when they play. Uh, at Old Trafford or they come down field or Stanford Brace to see how they get on because they'll be good games but the, the, the potential they play it on Sunday to get absolutely ripped to pieces um, which would be just lovely stuff Love was there anything else well like you already said yourself you're going to get goose so I didn't want to bring it up again yeah, um, Johnny apart yeah. from obviously Arsenal at the weekend was there another game that, that you you enjoyed you were impressed with I enjoyed West Ham with Newcastle myself. Um, I really enjoyed Austin Villa getting beat. Bastards. I'm glad. <laughs> Ishmael is star roasting Matt, Matt Target in the first half to the point where Target had to get took off. Uh, Retiring the man. <laughs> um, I enjoyed West Ham. At, I mean, the left and Maxman on the bench in the fans team. But he turned he turned uh, Deck and Rice into spaghetti. Now, to be fair to Young Rice... He manhandled him in the second half. Took control of that oh, game. He God. was outstanding in the second half. But that was a brilliant game. And you know what else, lads? West Ham went brought it back to all, and then they scored the third and the fourth goal. Now Suchek ran on to the third and thumped it home from the penalty, which is really pleasing. But Antonio's finish. It was such a pleasing finish. <laughs> a counter attack, yeah. ball breaks out wide, one touch, wallop. And it was like game over. Done. It was really, really. I don't know if you would use that. A real pleasing goal. Sorry, to all Newcastle fans, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> West Ham are really good to watch. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is that they, yeah. they were last yeah. season. Sure, yeah. I tell you what. 
My dad sent me the league table about three or four times now over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Big John Douglas. Anyway. Uh, and for, for Irish fans as well, Shane Duffy coming back in the Brighton squad and playing quite well was nice. He's been also been through troubles on and off the field when he was up at Celtic last year and I know it meant a lot to get back home to Brighton where he, he loves and we can see that there in Brighton had a big win against Burnley but I think Burnley have lost like eight or nine in a row now if you go into the last season as well at home so they're not looking in great shape um, but across the weekend some really good results loads of goals as well which is nice as I said fans back some of them brilliant some of them morons it was a good start to the weekend that way yes Brighton so, um mm-hmm. Do you know who else isn't in great shape? You were you were mentioning there about Brightonly. A certain Me? certain member of this podcast isn't in great shape in our fantasy league. Yes, <laughs> I, mean, I don't say about Paddy. He's not on the podcast. And we'll move on to to fantasy football. We we started our fantasy league. If you're not in it, tough. Um, and we started, and the lads have managed to make me do it this year. And I don't particularly like fantasy, but now I'm completely obsessed with it. One weekend. Um, so we started our fancy league, and Jonathan, yes, talk us through what's going on here. You're propping up the table. Well, can I just ask Brandon to check his? Can I check with him? We do this live, so he can just give me his reaction to your trade that I posted. <laughs> is that possible for you to do right now? Can you quickly do that. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, have a look there, and you tell me what you think, and um, I'll just talk through my fantasy while you're looking that up. Um, I've had an absolutely fucking dreadful weekend, to be quite honest. Rock bottom of every league I'm in. Got 40 points. <laughs> oh my god. I can't get anyone to see. What points did I get? <laughs> oh, have you seen it? Have you seen it now? <laughs> I can tell you right now that Johnny has requested um, Fernandez from me. Um, okay. In exchange for Dali Alley. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a wee dick. Dave, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. Boy, boys, see, we are obviously folks with a, 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 a league for ourselves. Who's leading it? You're not leading it, are you? I don't know, have a look. Oh God, <laughs> I don't think you could ask that question if he wasn't. I have points. <laughs> yeah, he's leading it because, like, you know, it's a one-man team, so... <laughs> says, says you, Mr. Fernandez. Yeah, so we're gonna we're we're gonna have to, we've done a fancy league. So, but how did you how how did you get up, Stephen? How did you get on this week in fancy? Who are you happy with in your team? Who are you not so happy with? And not the draft league, obviously that's that's your own league separate, but your own league. Who is it you think you could maybe you're looking at possibly wanting to add in, or is there someone you 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 your eye on? Um, I, I thought I had a decent like Luke Shaw didn't do much for me um at this point with him, but everyone else um kind of did all right. I had um Ben Rama and Alexander Arnold, Ings and Fernandez obviously as my captain, so I was happy enough with with that. Obviously, forty points from your captain in 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 one week is is you can't really, you can't really complain too much. Um, I thought the way Inacho finished kind of last season for Leicester, he looked like the better striker of of the Leicester from from two. But I don't know. I I, I might be making a a move there. But happy enough with with seventy seven points from the first week. I think 
there's, a, there's everyone who kind of did well. Um, I've seen I'm in a couple of leagues where lads got over 100 points. They they had squeezed both Salah and Fernandez into their their team, which I thought was was impressive. But at, at what cost? Um, Your captain got in. the same amount of points as my entire team. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to be the one to say it. Um, but yeah, no. I think. I, I think I'm. I think I might find a way to get Salah in there um, this week, and that might be with moving. If I might take a hit in terms of. Um, I've always found player because you get two wild cards in a season. I've always found playing your wild card after two or three weeks isn't the worst thing in the world because it's fairly established who the form players are going to be at that stage. So it's well worth taking a punt at reshaping your team around like five or six guys rather than trying to do two or three transfers a week and taking the hits on points and stuff like that. So that's probably what I might wait till week three before I, I do an overhaul of uh, Neymar's month yeah. as my team is called. Johnny, don't, don't, don't listen to him. He's just trying to, he's, he's playing the game. Look, listen, I know I am the arsenal of this fantasy league. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, all the expectations. I have, I have, I have already made it. Uh, transfer. Who did the change? I, I put the I put the young Greek in Costas. I put him in for Virgil, um, because I just fancy him to have a, a a decent game this this weekend at fullback Liverpool. So I thought I'll stick that in. I'll take Virgil out for a week. Um, and I put in him. But I think Brenton pointed out to me. I put Ishmaelisar in, and I think. You should also look at putting Ishmaelisar in your team because he's going to be guaranteed, I think, nine or ten points a week. And then, if he obviously, if you if face can't want to get you more a goal because he just looks constantly threatening. Constantly threatening. You're a really good player to watch. That'll be my tip. And I, obviously, I'm a, a beginner and an infant at this, but that'll be my tip because he was, he was so good on Saturday. And I think he's going to torture defences all season. Yeah, so is his pace is absolutely frightening, and he's a strong <laughs> boy. Like. Yeah, very much. I so. might just change. My Are you making? You gonna do the wild card now, sir? Like why was Joel <laughs> not playing at the weekend? Why? Tell me why. It's like a song. Um, because he hasn't had enough game time. He he played absolutely no. Bullshit. Bullshit. What? What people that were playing in that Euros final that were playing this weekend, bollocks! I thought Chilwell would be good for assist this season. I'm ripping that he wasn't even playing. I think you need to give him a couple of weeks. Reese James as well. Um, has nice kicked ball. So um, the only the only change I, I had Salah as captain. So um, apart from that, nobody overly impressed. I had Ings as well. Um, my my city players didn't really um, benefit me much, but um, I'm bringing in big rom. I'm I'm taking the hit this week. Eleven point five mil. I had to work him into the team. Um, Triple captain him by telling you. I think he's going to get. Arsenal? I think he's going to get a few against Arsenal. <laughs> I'm actually tempted to triple captain him against Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know I'm trying to lure you into a false sense of security. Arsenal have beaten Chelsea the last three times we played them, so. So, you know. I know that's, yeah. that's what I that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I'm telling you. The, um, the, who's winning the uh, the listeners uh, league? Did we see? Ah, oh, oh, fuck them guys. Who cares? <laughs> no, I just have it up there, and I great, great uh, not, way to keep not, the listeners on board. 
not, not, not fuck you guys, we love you uh, It's actually Paddy, Paddy, Paddy Marley by one point. He had 103. And that's really like Paddy's team here. I think Paddy thinks uh, we all hate him because he's worse my head, but that's only partly true. Um, so he has Sanchez and goals, Alexander-Arnold, Luke Shaw, Tierney and Timishkas. Then he'd Bruno and Salah. I mean, and then he'd Mares, and then he'd Saar, obviously. And and then he'd Mikel Antonio and uh, Wilson up front. Uh, I just just realised who Paddy Marty is. He's the guy in the draft who kept picking the United players just before I was about to fucking pick them as well, yeah. So Who's uh, who's Connor Marley at gmail.com? Connor Marley at gmail.com? Who the set this up? <laughs> you just dox him whoever he is, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is Chris Hagen not in this league this year? Because he always bloody was it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just... I don't know, not. actually. There's, there's quite not. a few in it, like, so cheer, cheers for joining. Like. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining up. All of you guys mid-table there, you mid-table suckers. Just, just uh, hanging, uh, hang, it, it, they're bottom of the, well, they're, they're, they're not bottom of the league because Johnny's here, obviously, like, but hanging well, by a fresh, I tell you what, might be... I'm going to finish bottom <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> That's uh, a good name. Hanging by a fresh might be the best name, yeah, might be the best name we have in the, the listeners league. It gets quite addictive, fantasy. It does get quite, especially now that we're all doing it, I mean, with all of you, it does, like, I, Listening to stuff on Fancy Podcasts, and obviously we're doing chat here now. Well, listeners, so it does get quite addictive, but um, so happy with that with about thirty people have joined up in our league. It's class, like, and thanks to everyone that's joined in. Thanks to all listeners that listen as well and want to get involved. So, um, going through the season, I think it'll be a good crack for us. And Johnny, I'm sure you'll bounce back, sir. I'm sure you'll pull that wild card. He's card gonna get relegated. Hey, stop it! <laughs> I honestly, you you underestimate me. I'm telling you, I will finish above every single one of you. This will be the greatest comeback of all time. This will be the greatest comeback in sports history, sir. The greatest, if you manage to pull this out. I mean, I have stronger mentality than Arsenal, so I'll be fine. <laughs> I tell you what, if you finish above, if you finish above me, I'll get an I love Lurgan tattoo. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why would you not love Lurgan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's a wall around the corner from me now that has a big, massive Buckfast bottle painted on it, so... <laughs> That's ours. That is ours. <laughs> um, I think I'll do this for this Monday show, folks. Uh, myself and Johnny, and possibly someone else, will be back on Thursday to chat. Just chat the breeze. Shoot the breeze about football. Have a rant. Maybe slag a few Babel members. Do whatever you want. Uh, it'll be a shorter <laughs> podcast. But thanks to everyone else for listening and joining uh, in on the chat and in on the, the Fantasy Football League. You can also become a member of our Patreon, folks, which is very, very important. And for £1 a month, that is £12 English pounds plus that um, a year. You can help support the podcast, help support us produce content. Maybe help buy me a new laptop because it keeps balding up at me and I have to use headphones all the time to do podcasts now. And we'll sound better. Things will sound better and we'll get better. Bretton, what is the Patreon link? Patreon.com forward slash football babble. Boom. Uh, catch all of our podcasts across your podcast apps. Um, just look for the football babble. I use Podcast Addict because I have an Android phone and it seems to work fine. I don't know what anyone else use. It's on iTunes. You can find it And we're on Spotify as well. So check us out across that. Get us on all your social media channels at the football babble. Your friends on Instagram and Twitter especially. Thanks for listening, folks. Lads, as always, thanks for making my Monday evenings. I appreciate it. You're absolutely welcome. 
And as I said, myself and Johnny and maybe someone else will chat days on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your week and good luck. Crocky out.